Welcome, fam, to our second episode of Face to Face, entitled, What About Your Friends? I'm your host, MK Coffee. Hey, guys, it's Damon. Thank you all for joining us on our second episode of Face to Face. Um, we'd like to thank you all for joining us tonight on our virtual couch. And I know you'll say the set looks different tonight. Uh, there's a very special reason. We'll get into that in a moment. However, um, we'd like to thank you all for watching our first episode, No Justice, No Peace. We'd like to thank those that have already followed, liked, and shared our Facebook page, as well as those who've already been to our YouTube page and subscribed as well. If you haven't, you can find us on Facebook at Damon and MK Face to Face, and also on YouTube at Face to Face Multimedia. Like MK said, tonight is a very special episode entitled, What About Your Friends? And what way to discuss the topic of friendship without having your very own best friends? So the reason we're joining you virtually tonight is because we have our two very best friends with us that will help us go into this topic and, and break down some, some barriers and also help us to understand the true meaning of friendship. So what I'll do next is I'll go ahead and turn it over to MK. She'll introduce her, us to her best friend. I'll introduce you to my and then we'll get directly into the conversation. Go ahead, MK, tell us about your best friend. Today, Today I will introduce, introduce you to my, my longtime friend, friend Larnell Vickers. We met in, what was it, Larnell, 2000 and... Freshman year. 2000 yeah. college. Day one. No, we, we technically met even before we got to campus. To the uh, power of what was that? that? Oh, Facebook, the Facebook groups. No, no, because Facebook wasn't popping. MySpace. Oh, MySpace. We the met face. through MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we knew each other before we even made it onto campus. And I remember the first time we had decided we were going to meet each other. It was like at some cultural event, you know, the first week of, of school. And so that's how we met and literally became two peas in a pod and two have been friends ever, ever since. Did I tell, I, I was pretty accurate, right, Lerno? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so I want to introduce uh, my day one, my best friend, my homie, my secret bearer, um, my longtime friend, uh, Khadija Hill. I call her Deja. Um, welcome to the show, Deja. Welcome, Deja. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey, I'm so glad to see you here. So we go back, uh, we had to be like five years old. <laughs> uh, so so we've, we've known each other for a very long time. We've been through a lot. We've done a lot. Uh, we've covered a lot of stories. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart stories. Um, but yeah. Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> they're from the country, country. So, yes, uh, so, so, so really, so you really wanted you wanted to go there? Okay. <laughs> you said I could be <laughs> as raw and real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are from um, we are from the country. You know, we we didn't grow, we grew up in a small town, small college town, but. Um, we actually went through school all from kindergarten through senior year of high school, so we were together always. We were pretty much inseparable. So um, we do um, want to thank you all for, for joining us on this episode. Um, we, we found it best that if we have our friends here, because we're going to get into some deep um, discussion on friendship and 
these things. And so I think our point of view from how our friendships have evolved over the years um, will definitely help um, in bringing um, the, the, the good points in this episode. I don't, I don't know if y'all listened to the first episode of the podcast, um, but so basically what, we, what we're doing is we're taking everyday issues and, uh, what we're, and we're just um, trying to bring a spiritual perspective around it, but still trying to keep it real and raw and just, you know, just so it can be relatable to everyone. And so we're basing this episode off of David and Jonathan. Um, and, and so at the point in where we meet David and Jonathan in this, uh, David is on the run from King Saul for over four years. And, you know, um, Jonathan is King Saul's um, son. Um, and, you know, David is anointed king. And so basically at this point, um, Saul is trying to kill David because, you know, he doesn't want him to take his kingship. So. But we don't we don't want to leave it there with them two, um, <laughs> with, with King Saul. So we're not going to focus on them. We're going to focus on the aspect of David and this uh, David and Jonathan and their relationship and the type of relationship they had. And so basically, with their relationship, um, they had a covenant. So they had this relationship where you know it's just because, and you know whether or not you know. David was king or not, Jonathan didn't care, and he he kind of sacrificed that 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 effort and the time, and just making sure that um, that that uh, promise that um, David had came up came about. Um, so I, I guess the the question I want to pose to the group is is how do you view friendship? When you think of a friend, how do you view friendship? Demond, how about you go first, and then we'll follow. Tell us how you define friendship. <laughs> Oh my God! So you can't ask the question. <laughs> yes, I can. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my piece, but I want to hear what you think. <laughs> Why do you want to hear what I think? First? Why does it matter? Uh, but my my <laughs> my view of friendship, uh, I would I would definitely say someone that is there um, through thick and thin, uh, through my good times, my bad times. Uh, someone that'll call me out, bring me out on the carpet, and say, "Hey, you were wrong." could have did something like that and you shouldn't have done something like that and you should have done it better or and someone that's going to always have my back no matter what even if i am wrong um you have my back in front of someone but then in the, in the background you're like hey you know you really were wrong so um and when i'm giving this example i automatically think of dj because the, there, there have been so many times where she was like yeah you were wrong but I wouldn't tell them that. So, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> what about you, Deja? I think that's a big aspect. It's trust. It's love. It is um, a piece of it is very much so being able to be honest. I think that if, if like you said, if someone is doing something wrong, we're a united front in public. But then later, I can be very candid real with you and say okay hey look mm, I didn't necessarily agree and I'm gonna tell you why <laughs> and then I also think you um have to lay some ground rules because sometimes it's like and you 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 don't necessarily have to say it it's more feel now I, I think since we've been friends so long I I can tell when you a want me to just listen and not provide feedback 
or you want me to play a more active role in a conversation. Um, so, cause sometimes you just want to vent, right? You want to be able to share your thoughts, um, be vulnerable. And other times you're like, I need help. I don't know what to do. Here's a screenshot of these text messages. Help me. So I think it is a little bit of both, but you know, trust, honesty, um, love, laughter, um, connections, those um, really, those are words that really define uh, friendship to me. Awesome. See, I like that. I, I like you. I think, and thank you, because yeah, I, I do appreciate you when you do do that. <laughs> Call me out. What about you, Larnell? How do you view friendship? Actually, I'm going to go next. No, no, you go last. You go last. <laughs> The first shall be last. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, the thing that, you know, friends is closer than a brother. Right? I think we've all kind of heard that. And so I think it's so true. I think it's so true. So I'm close to my family, for sure. Um, but there were time periods throughout my life where coffee knew all the things. I mean, more so than my family. <laughs> uh, you know, especially in college, right? Like, going through our life day in day out the struggles the ups and downs like the days when you felt like you know how can i keep going on right like just with just like my classes with studying with being involved on campus just trying to maintain your mental capacity as well uh, and so having someone there who knows you who loves you who's going to call you to the carpet who's going to be real with you and it's so needed and that's my friend coffee and i feel like the fact of like she's seen me since they want up until this point like she knows the real me like she knows the real me she knows why i'm bsing around <laughs> and <laughs> that don't make no type of sense and in my head it makes sense it makes it makes a world of sense that she's like that and i'm like you right uh, <laughs> Sometimes I listen, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I still go about my way and do what I do. Um, but then, you know, we end up back on the phone call or talking and texting, and lo and behold, I should have listened. So, you know, I, I'm thankful for a friend um, who is like family, like, you know, just to the point where just knowing the ins and outs, and so you could just be honest and real and open. Um, and so you can then actually be able to go out to the world and make for change and make for impact, knowing that you have a friend in your corner. I like that. You like the coffee. <laughs> um, and for me, the biggest thing that I live by is loyalty. So I feel like with friendship, there has to be a level of loyalty there. And with that love, unconditional love, <laughs> and Larno will tell you, I started off pretty harsh. <laughs> I had a very, a very tell it like it is personality, and he loved me through all of that, <laughs> and um, was loyal. I think also with friendship, one of the things that's so important is to have an encourager or a cheerleader have your back. I will tell you, Larnell was what I needed at that point in time when we met because he was like one of the most positive people 
I could ever meet. He looked for the good in everybody. He tried to push you to do more than you thought you could do. Sometimes I'd be like, Larna, I don't want to do this. And he'd be like, no, I think this is good for you. Or this will put you out there and give you some exposure. This will strengthen this skill set. So he's always been in my corner encouraging me to, to see myself more than where I saw myself. And so for that, you know, I'm very appreciative and have so much love. And as he echoed, like, we really are like family. So we come to each other um, vulnerable. We come to each other real. We come to each other honest. There's no acting going on. <laughs> it's, it's, we will call you to the carpet in, in love. But um, I would definitely say that that's how I would define friendship. Look at that! I, I feel like I need some tissue because I, I I felt <laughs> I, I felt that you sound like you were about to cry. Um, but a little bit. Did you feel the emotion? I, 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 felt, I felt you a little bit. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I try not to cry. That's the most emotional. I'm getting emotional in this old age. I mean, because um, I've been seeing a little bit of the pushy side, so you know. <laughs> so, so Larnell, I know, I know. What Larnell will give you some tips. Larnell will give you tips on how to handle it. How to handle it? How to navigate? How to navigate? She's kind of quiet, but she'll she usually she'll she'll give it to me now. She'll she'll give it to me. But I think the 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 most important word you you all mentioned was the loyalty, and and we see that in David and Jonathan's relationship. Um, so when David was on the run, Jonathan knew where he was. And there were times where he would go and so he's in his dad's army, and he would go and meet up with David, and you know just to check on him. And one of the key aspects of their relationship was the empathy that that Jonathan had when he first met David. He knew that David was afraid, but the first thing that he said to him was, and, and this shows a, a, a the the level of humility and and uh, the, the level of humility that he had. He said, "Don't be afraid." Like he immediately approached him. He's like, "You don't have to be afraid." Um, and, and so when you are when you have that bond with someone that 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 friendship bond you you can feel you know what they need you know it's that it's that feeling of you know I I know I need a shoulder to, to cry on like like Deja mentioned you know he he doesn't he just want to vent to me right now he doesn't want the feedback and I I think a, a lot of friendships lack that because um, we get to a point where. You have that that one person that you know we call friend, and we and, and we're gonna challenge that that term tonight. We call them friend, but then they call you and dump all of their problems on you, and then when they're done, they're like, "Okay, I gotta go," you know. And there's there's no reciprocity there, and so I mean, what do y'all think about what are, what are your takes on 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 that? Have you all experienced that? I think that's a real thing. Um, and I kind of want to bring in some real world perspective because I know a lot of us have been watching the show Insecure and this season four, we've explored the depths of Molly and Issa's friendship and what friendship really means and where that can lead. So I think this is something that's really relevant to the time um, because 
I know a lot of people are Team Issa right now. Oh, I'm Team Issa. So. <laughs> I am too. Me too. Yeah. But even in saying that, there were times that Molly needed her friend. And Issa would get on the phone, call her, hey girl, I need this. And then hang up the phone. So I know we are we're on team Issa in the big picture, but Molly needed her friend too as she was navigating a new relationship, as she was navigating at her job. Um, she was dealing with stuff too. Um, so I think, you know, that whole friendship thing, yes, reciprocity, and sometimes we gotta know when our friends need us. And it might not be on that same phone call that we're going to get what we need. It might be next phone call. You know, it's, it's my time to um, dump. But I do think that it's so important um, that we provide provide some equity within our friendships. And for David and Jonathan, what David needed in that moment was strength. And God put him in a, and Jonathan in the place to help bring strength to David when he was in exile and trying to find his way uh, before he became king. Yeah. I'll just add that um, at some points in time, I think people all relate to this. Yes, you love your friend. Your friend is right or die. But sometimes you're in sync and sometimes you're out of sync. Right? Mm -hmm. What's happening in your life, right? You know, circumstances, job, career, dating, relationships, traveling. And so sometimes when you're out of sync, you're not really present to where your friend is at in that moment because you're so caught up in your world and your realm. And I have actually been at fault of that. I'm sure I'm not sure if coffee can test something like where I'm so caught up in my own stuff that I'm not so much present about what's all happening in her life, right? And so it's about getting back in sync and it's not saying the fact of like, oh, I love my friend, oh, she loves me, so we good. But it's actually like really just being present, checking in, being in sync uh, and being connected because it's even like family, like the fact of like we're siblings doesn't mean that we are close or that we're connected. It actually takes being intentional and being in sync and being connected. And so I found myself uh, around taking a step back and reflecting on my friendships and reflecting on how I'm showing up in my friendship with coffee and how I can actually be a better friend and being in sync with her. And I can attest to that because there are times where Larnell will intentionally check up on me. Friend, how are you doing? And there was a season where that wasn't necessarily present, but it has become even more apparent that he's intentionally you know, thinking about how can I think about what my friend is going through? How can I be of service to, to her? So I, I can attest to that for sure. I also think you have to think about it uh, also both ways. So um, you all referenced like Issa and Molly, and we talked about how we are team Issa, but I think a piece of it is also being confident and comfortable in your relationship to say, Hey, I need you right now. Yeah. I I need I need you right now and I don't know you don't have just just stopping and saying this is a point in my life that I am being challenged and 
I need to be able to, um, you, you don't even have to explain it. Just saying I need you should be enough um, to have someone say, okay, I need to be present. I need to be um, intentional about how we are communicating. And I need to be a little bit more thoughtful and active in this relationship because the relationships are always going to ebb and flow. Right. So, you know, it may be a season where you're really focused on something in your life and you aren't as attuned to your your partner or your friend. And you have to be able to say when someone says, OK, I need you to say I'm going to devote, I'm going to be willing to step up in this moment and, and vice versa. Um, but sometimes I think the onus has to be on all of us in the relationship to be able to say, okay, you know, people don't know what they don't know. No one can read your mind. You have to, you have to be vocal sometimes. And I think, um, sometimes I have a problem with that. I, I usually deflect and defer sometimes. I know yes. Damon will do this all the time. He'll ask me a question and I'll be like, but wait, what are you doing? How are you feeling? What's going on with you? So like, because I'm a processor, so I think being able to um, understand the dynamics. I will say one thing about Damon is he knows when to push. He knows when to push me and say, okay, wait. I'm recognizing that you're not okay right now and you're not speaking up about it. And I am, as you all say, I, I want to be intentional about how I'm checking in on you. So I, I think it, it goes both ways. I told you with you. And something you brought up, Khadijah. Show up and say, I need you. I need to talk to you. And that was Molly, Molly had a lot of chances to do that, right? She did. Like, she did. I need to talk to you. The moment when she actually, I think, Issa called Molly when she was in her, in her office and she really needed time just to be, I'm with you and talk to you. And Issa was asking about the block party and actually, can you talk to Andrew about the hookup? Like she could have been like, I need to talk to you right now. Yes. And I need to talk. And so I think it is uh, both being in sync and as well as speaking up when you need to talk and to share something in your mind. Yeah. And I think Molly struggles with vulnerability. Because if we look at their friendship throughout the whole season, she's the one with the money. She's the one with the good job. She knows her direction. She knows her path. And East is always trying to figure out her way. And we see this trajectory change where uh, East is finding her stride and finding some confidence. And then you see Molly feeling like she doesn't know how to handle certain situations with her dad, with... Uh, with, I think his name was Andrew. So I don't know if Molly really knows how to be vulnerable herself. And I and I and I and I often say that though the people who call you and dump their their problems on you, I, I think that they are not comfortable being vulnerable. They're not comfortable feeling those uncomfortable feelings, which is why they call you and dump all of the uncomfortable feelings onto you. And so they don't want. I, I think when people do that, uh, when we do that, we we don't want to sit in our feelings and and, and actually feel in the moment. And and I, I think that comes from a place of being hurt. Like you know, it comes from a place of being hurt and, and not having any um, um, closure um, to a situation that you've been into. And, and I and I, I think. Molly was hurt because you think about it, her, her dad, all of those things, they, they showed like some level 
of hurt within her, and and she didn't want to be vulnerable, like you said, MK. She was always the one who had everything. Her life was literally, to her, in her eyes, it was perfect, you know. And so I I think, and when we when we approach our friendships from that point of view, we miss out on a lot of important um, moments. And Devon, you said something about sitting in your like your issues or whatever. When you have a real good friend, they will fit in. And and that's all about that the empathic connection that that uh, David and Jonathan had. The, and and David, I mean Jonathan had that connection from the first moment um, he met David. He was he knew that he was afraid, but he was like, "I'm not here to hurt you." And and in fact, Jonathan knew nothing about the plan that his his dad had in, in the beginning. But I, I found it you know interesting that he still they chased. This guy, they chased David. Some scholars say four years, some say up to fifteen. But they chased him all this time. So I, I would imagine that they met more than one time. You know, the scripture says at one time, but I'm pretty sure they met on several occasions. So that takes a lot of self-sacrifice, but it also takes uh, putting himself in David's shoes. And I think we need, as, as a culture, I think we, we've become microwave. We like things like now. We dump our feelings and then we, you know, let it go. And and but that they, that showed that they took time with each other and 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 our conversations now are like text messages. We never pick up the phone anymore. You know, it's like a quick text. I know we're checking on each other, but where's the 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 human connection? I know um, I don't know how y'all feel about that, but I I think we lack that as a society. Yeah, and it's well, called, think, what, oh, go ahead, Lionel. No, I would just add on to that. Just around, like, I think our our world, our country, we're just so fast paced. Things are moving rapidly. Um, everything is instant gratification. You know, text, um, the way how we communicate. Everything is bite sized. People are communicating quickly on Twitter. Um, and so, what I found for myself is just to be able to slow down, slow down, and to be with people, to talk with people, to connect with people, to really listen. Like, honestly, and I had to even check myself on this. Like, are you really listening? Like, are you really complete listening with me, with with someone? Um, So I think that's just so key uh, in our world today. Yeah, Yeah, and I want to piggyback on that whole thing. We've all said, like, in society, nowadays, everything's telling you to put yourself first. So put me first. And Jonathan didn't come with that spirit. He could have told David... Let's split this kingdom. Like you be the king of ruling of of like day to day. I'll be in in charge of politics. Or how about you take one half? I'll take the other half. Jonathan didn't try to negotiate. He knew what God's plan was for David's life, and he was in place to encourage him to to meet his purpose as a friend. So, I, I mean, that just kind of brings up a question. Are you guys, do you guys think you're okay with playing second to your friends? I don't, I, I take the question, but I don't see it as taking second place. I very much so see it. If Damon wins, I win. Mm-hmm. If we are in this together, this isn't a, um, this isn't a one or I, I very much so think that for me to, to be the best friend I can be to him, I have to be in a good space. 
I have to be in a positive, like you all said, I have to be able to listen and also listen, not to respond, but listen to hear and understand his perspective and, and what's happening at that moment, good or bad. You know, I want to be able to be his cheerleader and do all of those things. I think there's a selfless nature in, in friendship. To be in a friendship is to be selfless and to understand that you are striving towards, in some instances, common goals, right? You are, you want to see that person shine. You want to succeed, see them succeed both personally and professionally. So I, I am all about being selfless, but I, I see us winning together. If, if he is happy, I am happy. Regardless of, you know, if I don't agree or something happens and I'm like, mm. to see him happy is to see our friendship and us happy. So, I think, I, I mean, they were, I, I feel like that's kind of like the dynamic um, we have. It, it warms my heart to be a part of um, bringing joy to someone and and being able to connect with them on a level that you sometimes you can't can't even put words to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I totally agree um, with you around. I don't really look at it as like playing second. Um, over the course of our friendship, there have been times where the focus is on coffee. Like that's just the thing, or like something's happening in my life where the focus is really on me. But regardless of what's happening at any point in time, uh, we're always supportive of one another. We're always showing up for one another. And so I never look at it as like, and even if it was where like, let's say if like coffee's playing second with me, like that wouldn't be okay because like, let's say all the time, like that wouldn't be okay. Cause I'm like always on the counter. Like, <laughs> like I don't need to like, step up thing. Like I'll be out here like championing you, like screaming your name, you know, naming like in the lights. Uh, because that's, I think that's so important. And also, it provides a different element of the friendship, right? When you see your, your friends winning in a lot of different arenas and uh, having the different stages and how the friendship ebbs and flows and changes over time. So I think it's, it's super critical to just um, the ability for the friendship to grow over time. Like both friends just being with the process of just how life evolves and changes and like what's happening in our lives that we're just with one another and supportive of one another. And I think for me, it also requires a lot of self-awareness to be a true friend. Yes, yes. Because you have to know who you are to be comfortable and aware and to know, okay, my friend has this certain skill set or these certain talents. And if they're going to shine right now, I'm, I'm going to be there shining next to them because I know that this was purposely for them. They they were made to do this, or they they have this ability. So it, it requires a lot of self awareness. And I don't know if we always, as people, as flesh, have enough self awareness because we're always thinking about ourselves at times and like, why not me? And why not me? And that leads me into the next part of the conversation. Damon and I, you know, we talked about the difference between covenants and contracts. 
because in friendships, a lot of times what we call friendships, we're actually in contracts with people where we're playing tit for tat. Well, I did this, so they're going to do this. I I paid for this meal, so they're going to pay for that meal. So we're always performing. We're always trying to put on a show because it's like what you did for me, I want I what or what I did for you, what are you gonna do for me next? So when is. God yeah, when God calls us actually to have covenants with true friends where it's about that pure love you have for that person, where you're really willing to empty yourself to fill them up in their time when it's time for them to shine. Come through with the nuggets coffee. But yes, um, <laughs> come, come, uh, break it on down. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you're right. So like when we when we enter into these contracts, these tit for tat type situations, and we're keeping tally, it's like we we take the human emotion out of it, and we become like these like machines. It's almost like we we become people. Well, we we become transactional. And whenever there's a when there's transactions, there's no emotion. If you think about it, when you go and swipe that debit card, you know, there's it's a transaction. Is there's no real emotion behind it? I mean, you may have emotion behind what you're buying, but that it, it takes no effort. And a covenant is just because I love you, just because you are who you are. Um, I love you at your highest point or your lowest point. I love you even. Even when I don't think I, I I deserve to be loved myself, but you still show me that I do, and and it's, that's that type of of love, that's that type of um, emotion that you feel in, in, in a covenant type relationship. Um, and the and the one thing that came to mind when we talk about contracts, um, I started thinking of a sports analogy, but even a job analogy. When we first get a job, what do we have to do? sign a contract and it outlines what our expectations are for us in that to play that position or to be in that position we sign a contract and then if we don't meet the terms of that contract or we no longer want to deal with that contract we're we're done we rip that contract up and so if we think about our friendships like that our true friendships as like a job it's a job then like you said, we don't have room for, for love and selflessness and, and all that because we're in this contract trying to fulfill certain expectations and, and do all this, and it feels like work. But when you come with true love and compassion for someone and you see them for who they are and, and what, they, what their strengths are, what they need, that's where that true covenant relationship, I think, comes into play. What do you all think about that, um, DJ Larnell? I think it's an investment in yourself and each other, right? It's it's a, a contract is something that also has a time limit on it. For, mm-hmm. for me, that's how I think I of like it. That. It's like if you're signing a contract that is five years or, mm-hmm. or, or two years, right? A covenant is a commitment to your being. Yeah. It is a commitment to your everyday life. It is something that is um, natural, and um, every now and then, we all fall short, right? So there will will be those times, but I think in the truest essence and sense of it, it is a connection. It is um, something that is, you don't, you don't, 
you have to work at it, but it is, it feels natural. It's a sense of understanding. It's a sense of um, hope. It's a sense of um, uplifting. I think for me, if, if ever I am in a great mood, I am very much so. I'm like, oh, this, this was great. This is great. But then I'm quickly on to the next thing. And I think something that Damon does well is allows me to pause enough to uh, enjoy the moment, to enjoy the experience. And I think, um, to me, that's what that connection is. It, it's something that, you know, I think sometimes we focus on friendships uh, usually when things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like when something is going wrong, I, I need, I need, or... Um, there's nobody here. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody. Yeah, I'm alone. Right? I don't have anything. I don't have anyone to talk to. Right? But but I also think um, that friendships aren't just for those hard times. There are for those times when you are at your highest point and you want to shout it from the rooftops. But then you want to know what's next because sometimes we get stuck in cycles. And I think that friendships allow you to continue to grow. Um, That's what I think a covenant is. You know, a contract is very much so a time limit. You reach something and then it's over. But a covenant is something that is ongoing. It is growth. It's a process. It um, is all-encompassing. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, I think to me, a contract sounds like friends with benefits. Like, <laughs> like, it's like it's and, and it's not like what you all think when I say friends with benefits. It's like really right. like you're in my life because you benefit my life in a certain way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm in your life because I benefit from you being in my life in a certain way. And when those benefits gone, I'm gone. Ooh. Right? <laughs> and so what it like to me, it sounds like a friends with benefits set up. <laughs> yeah. You are, you're telling, I, I feel you. The house, the cars, right. the band, all, we all go. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, I think um, Oprah said into the fight, you know, when you are when you are um, wealthy and have all the money, right, and you're flying jets and riding the limousines, you have a friend who's rocking with you, but also the friend when you're when you're broke and poor, right, and may have bad financial and you were on the bus, right, trying to get from point A to point B, and you're a friend who's still rocking with you, still being all right with you on the bus, like that's a covenant, right? Another way I think about it is like that's a commitment. That's a commitment to that person to stand by that person regardless of what happens in that person's life because you know who that person is true essence of that person and so you stand for their greatness you stand for their magic like every single step of the way and you remind them of who they are every single step of the way i've had my moments where i've been down now and i've had coffee say like stop acting that way or stop you know like you you know who you are right and i've done the same for her because right? it's that covenant continuing to stay committed to us and who we are um, in our essence, the true parts of ourselves. I like that. And I was going to say, with David and Jonathan, David was like a fugitive. He was <laughs> like with this bit when Jonathan went to go speak to him. It, it was just a, it was, it was, yeah, he had, he was acting crazy at some point. Like, he was a mess. And his friends, 
was there again to remind him of his strength and to let and remind him of his promise and told him even my father knows that you're supposed to be king Mm. so like you don't have anything to worry about yeah (laughs) even your haters know (laughs) and even your haters are jealous of that friendship and so um we're about to run out of time guys so i i want to um take this moment um before we begin to wrap up the conversation what would your advice be to um to anyone that is like contemplating whether or not you know the person that they've been considering their 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 friend um for you know a significant amount of time or whatever what would your advice be for that person who is who is considering if this person really is a friend okay i'll take this first since i the first question i'm going to do i think that a lot of times we're trying to make contracts covenants Mm. and covenants require love and selflessness and they are what god requires of us in our walk with christ and so when you take it to that level it's something special so that means it's going to be unique and it's not going to be common contracts are common covenants are not and so we can't we can't always give our covenant energy to everybody we want to love i said we love everybody but we don't need to give our covenant energy to every contract that we have i like that i love that i'm just going to add on to that as a very short point that um not everyone's in your life we've all heard this like never everyone's in your life for a lifetime mm. like there are friends who are there for a season and you have to realize they are there for a season they you know you have friends who are there for college mm. and it's okay we were rocking out we were friends we were tight yeah. but then out of college that wasn't the case but it has nothing to do with how i feel about you or if anything changed it's just that you have certain people people in your life they're there for a season to teach you something Right, for you to learn from them and for them to learn from you, right? And you have friends who are going to be in your life for a lifetime, right? Or you have new friends in your life and who are there for that period of time in your life. And so I, I've learned to actually just be with yourself, like to really follow your intuition and let that lead the way because that's going to always allow you to understand if that friend is really there for you for a lifetime, for a season, or for that short period of time, and wherever it might be, to be with it and that know that there's nothing wrong or something wrong with that person or you. It's just how um, life is set up where we get a chance to actually experience and interact with a lot of people along this journey that we call life. I like that. I like yeah, that. I do too. And, and to kind of build on that, I think you have to you have to know when to let go. When when things no longer serve you and serve each other, mm-hmm. um, it, it can be a mutual breaking, right? So you have to understand and know when when that point is, and and sometimes that's difficult and it's hard. And it is, I'll share that's one of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn around friendships is to is to no longer forcing things. Um, so I think I agree. You have to sit with yourself. You have to understand what you're willing to commit to going back to that word about commitment and thinking about, um, I, I also agree. You have to understand when 
things are surface. Um, you have to understand when things are much deeper. Um, and I think we've all talked about this on the theme of ebbing and flowing, where whether it's your relationship or whether it's just how you're feeling, your mood, you, you have to, I agree, you have to follow your intuition. You have to um, sometimes sit and evaluate. Sometimes you have to do the work. You have to invest enough in yourself and that other person because that work you're doing for yourself also benefits them. So whether it's you're keeping that friendship or whether you're letting go, um, I think you have to sometimes do the work. And if you're not willing to do the work, then you already know your answer. There you go. Not to cut in, but I will tell you, Lachnell has always said this. You have to do the work. You have to work. Have to work. I, I, I like yeah. I, I like all the responses, and, and I think what I'll add to it is um, I would probably say if you are contemplating, um, I would honestly do a, a self check, a heart check. You know, what is it? In, what 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 are you looking for? And is it is it really worth the pursuit? Like we've all said. Uh, is it time to let go? But what's in your heart? Is it is it hurt? Am I holding on to you because I don't think anybody else will, you know, will come around me? Or am I holding on to mm -hmm. you because I love you? Because everything about me says I love you. No matter what you're giving me at this point, you know, maybe we are in that, you know, that low moment, you know. So, but it's all about checking your heart. I think a lot of our problems stems from the heart. You know, it's all about your heart. So check your heart. And, you know, if you hold it on because you hurt, then maybe it's time to let go. But if you're holding on because you love that person, and it, that means it's, it's usually worth fighting for. Um, this has been a great conversation, guys. Um, um, like I said, I, I couldn't think of any other way. We couldn't think of any other way to have this conversation without our, without our uh, longtime friends, our best friends. And so... Um, Thank you all for taking the time um, to, to sit on our virtual couch. Uh, hopefully mm -hmm. one day we'll all be able to sit together on the couch. Um, MK is on the couch by herself tonight. But, um, <laughs> 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 but thank you all for taking the time to sit on our virtual couch. And, and thank you for uh, taking the time to just to, you know, just pour out to, to the people. Um, you all want to add anything um, before we go? Thank you. I, I think it's... Um, exciting to be able to have this conversation with you all um, and to be able to talk about uh, what friendship means to us and the different components and aspects of it. So thank you for uh, thinking enough of me to invite me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to uh, echo that. Just thank you again just for inviting me. I mean, definitely a pleasure just to be on the virtual couch with you all. Also, also shout out to you all for doing this. I know this is season, uh, not season, well, season two is hoping. <laughs> <laughs> episode, two. Um, episode, two. <laughs> episode two was amazing um and so it's definitely a, a privilege and honor to be a part of what you are doing and also i have to add that it's from a spiritual perspective a biblical perspective and so for you all to add that to the mix with relevant issues that we're currently facing now uh, i think it's really phenomenal so Thank you all. It was really nice meeting you too. <laughs> and I want to say as well, like I feel so honored to be here with you four. And I think we have shared a lot that God is going to really bless the people with. 
Um, and with that being said, Larnell, as a friend, I wouldn't be a good friend if I didn't let you plug your workshop. I was about to say. So, uh, your workshop right now, Larnell. No, for sure. So I have a Power Tools for Living workshop on tomorrow from 2.30 to 4, uh, sorry, 2.30 to 6.30 um, p.m. Uh, and so it's definitely something to, to tune into. Um, if you can't make it, there'll be other opportunities. Um, also, if you want more information, just check out um, my website, larnellvickers.com, as well as um, my LinkedIn page as well. We'll have information there uh, for more ways to plug in. And Damon, we'll put that on the Facebook page. Yes, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna actually embed it into the episode uh, okay. for you. Um, um, but again, guys, thank you all so much. Um, thank you all for um, for joining. Um, and you can all catch us on every other Monday at eight o'clock for face to face after the conversation. Um, those conversations are live on Facebook. You'll see MK and I. Maybe we can kind of uh, get one of our friends or both to, to join us there. But um, that's another conversation for another day. But we would, <laughs> <laughs> we would definitely like to thank you all for joining Face to Face. Uh, we'll see you next time. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.